0: Well, hey, everybody, thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your week to come on here and listen to my podcast channel. This is your host, Pastor Chris, coming to you live from the great state of Pennsylvania. And I am super pumped to get right into this today. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to my channel on any of the available platforms, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, uh, some other ones that I'm not very familiar with. There's like six or seven other ones. Go ahead and subscribe and share this with a friend, a relative, a cousin. Uh, that's a, that's a relative, uh, co-worker, whoever, share it. Cause it'll be a blessing to them. All right. We're going to get right into this today. Once again, thank you so much that you take time to listen to this skinny preacher from Indiana preach to you listen, it means a lot to me that you even take time to do this. And uh, I think there's like a tab where you can like send in a message uh, on how you've been enjoying these. Why don't you just take the time and just send me like one of those messages. If you click on the message tab, I think on the Anchor platform, you can send in a message. And uh, that'd be cool if I could just hear some feedback or just message me on Facebook and say, hey, I've been listening to you, man. Thank you so much. Or, Whatever, I'd just like to hear some feedback, um, but once again, thank you so much for taking time to listen to me. I feel like God's told me to do this, and uh, it means a lot that people are actually tuning in. I mean, I love you. God bless. All right, so let's get right into this today. The title of my podcast is called Get Out of the Way. Get out of the way, dude. Get out of the way. And what am I talking about today? Well, let me go into the scriptures today. Oh, no, he's going to read out of the Bible again. Yeah, I'm going to read out of the Bible. I'm going to read out of the Bible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 13, 14, it says, These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Concerning spiritual, sorry, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Uh, but the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Don't miss that part. The natural mind can't understand spiritual things. They are foolishness to him, nor can they know him because they are spiritually discerned. Father, I thank you so much for this podcast today. I thank you for your word. that uh, It's like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's over these airwaves today. I thank you for Uh, just giving me utterance in the Holy Spirit today, that you anoint my tongue as the pen of a ready writer, that you would help me to speak into uh, people's situations and to encourage them greatly today, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the first point I'd like to start off by saying is simply this, that you will never receive from God with your head or your natural intellect. Nope, you can't. You will never receive from God with your head or your natural intellect. You can have A PhD in every subject known to man. You can have a a master's degree, a bachelor's degree. You can have so many degrees that you look like a, uh, what's that thing called? A a thermometer. Yeah, that's it. You can look like one of those things, but I'm not talking about uh, intellectualism right now. I'm talking about things of the spirit of God. And I'd like to draw to your attention that the anointing is not taught, it's caught. You have to catch it. You have to grab it with your spirit, man. You have to take a hold of uh, the things of the spirit of God. Can you say amen? So you have to catch it. And when we're talking about the things of the spirit of God, we're talking about the creator of heaven and earth. We're, our natural mind can't comprehend the glory, the majesty, the, the, the great uh, power of our God. He is huge. He is magnificent. There's nobody like him. There'll never be anybody like him. Scripture says he has no beginning and he has no end. Just think about that for a moment. He doesn't have a beginning. He never started and he never ended. He doesn't end. He doesn't begin. He's He is God Almighty. And we're talking about the creator of heaven and earth. And only by the Holy Spirit can you even begin to comprehend the things of the Spirit of God. That's why the Bible says it's foolishness to the ma- the carnal mind. It's it's like that's why we uh, the battlefield is in our minds. The carnal the carnality of our minds can't comprehend the Holy Spirit. So my title was "Move Out of the Way," and you're probably you've been thinking about that for about a minute or so. What the heck's he talking about? Well, here's what I'm going to say, and I love you. So please. Just kind of disregard my boldness and my my passion and my, uh, what do you call it? Okay, the fire. Just my fire for God. Just kind of look over that for a second here because I'm talking about spiritual truths. And if you actually would evaluate what I'm telling you, you would probably agree. But uh, let me start off by saying, let me just say this. Many churches have kicked the Holy Spirit out of their church. They've kicked him out of their church because first of all they're ashamed of him they're ashamed of the the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues they're ashamed of you know when God starts moving it gets a little noisy so they don't want to, any noise to be you know interrupting their services they don't want it to be noisy they don't want people to be crying and laughing and shouting and dancing they don't want none of that and listen let me just let me just say this. If an elephant was to step on you, um, I'm pretty sure that you would definitely, uh, you'd probably make a few noises, a couple screams. You'd probably be like, oh my God, I'm about to die. Oh, Jesus, help me. You'd probably shout. I don't know if you dance very much, but I know that you would definitely make a noise and you'd be a little bit emotional about it. And you would definitely know an elephant stepped on you. Or how about this? I've heard this one before. I'm just a really quiet person, brother. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't make very much noise. You know, and when the spirit of God starts moving, you know, I'm just not that type. You know, when you get touched, you know, you make a little bit of noises, but you know, I don't really do that. Okay, hold on one second. I'm going to take you outside real quick, and I'm going to go and slam your hand in a car door. I'm pretty sure you'll make a few noises. I'm pretty sure you might let out some words that you know uh, we probably shouldn't say as Christians, but you might let them out. I remember one time my buddy got out of the car one time and we had a long we we were driving from Fort Myers Florida up to Tampa we went down there to see his family and I think he might be listening to me right now brother Travis Ventrella uh he wouldn't care if I mentioned his name but this guy man fired up for God we're so you know we're good friends good buddies we get out of the car and I'm in the back seat he's in the front and I have my hand right where the door is supposed to shut and we had a long trip and we're tired and I'm you know trying to get out of the car my legs are hurting whatever. And then uh, this guy decides he wants to shut my door. In my hand is in the door. So he shuts it and I scream and I say some words that I had to repent about, but I'm telling you it freaking hurt, man. So what am I saying? I'm talking about the creator of heaven and earth. I'm talking about God almighty. And when God steps into the room, When God comes into the room with His power and His glory and the fire of the Holy Spirit, I'm here to tell you that you're going to know it. You're going to know it. When God touches you, it's going to be very evident that He touches you. You might cry. You might laugh. You might fall down. You might shake. You might even bake a little bit. When God comes into the very room, I'm telling you right now, the atmosphere is going to change. That at, The very atmosphere of the room is going to begin to change. And it's in that atmosphere that depression is going to be broken off of your life. It's in that very atmosphere that, de- that suicide, that spirit of suicide will be broken right off your life. It's in that very atmosphere when God steps into the room that drug addiction, alcoholism, lustful desires will begin to fall right off of your life. The Bible says this. It's the anointing. Don't miss this part. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing that will break the addictions, the... The struggles of the flesh, the the mental battle that the devil's tried to put over your mind, it'll break it right off your life. That's what the anointing does. So when God comes into the room, everything is about to change. When Jesus steps in the room, listen, guys, it's going to change. Your situation's going to change. You're going to experience something you've never experienced before, a peace you've never felt before. And you know what the devil's done to the church? He's took the power right out of it. He's took the power out of the church and he's done it with the leadership. He's told that the devil's told the leadership, you don't need that Holy Spirit stuff anymore. Uh, you know, you, you just need to put him outside the doors. We can just do our own thing now. You know, we've moved on from that. Oh, you have. Okay. So what you have now is dead, dry religion and nobody's getting changed. Nobody's getting saved. Nobody's getting born again. Uh, people are still bound by drugs and addiction, but that's okay. We don't want the Holy Spirit to go and touch people and change their life. We want just common religion. Nobody mess with us. We don't want to stir the pot. We just want to be comfortable. Well, listen, this gospel I'm telling you right now, is not comfortable. It's not a comfortable gospel. If you go to a church where you don't feel convicted in your sin, and the Spirit of God is not able to do what He wants to do and move in your midst, Um, let me tell you something. You need to go to a new church. You need to find a church where the Holy Spirit's allowed to move. You need to find a church that's not ashamed of the power of God. You need to go to a church where miracles, signs, wonders, people getting baptized in the Spirit of God, God's moving by His Spirit, people getting born again, lives are turning around, marriages are getting restored, people being set free from depression. You need to get into a church like that because when you go into a church like that and you have kids, They're going to grow up saying, oh, I seen God move when I was a young kid. I seen God. I seen God touch mommy and daddy in that pew one time and they were laughing in the spirit. I remember seeing mommy and daddy get touched by God, laughing and crying and falling down under the power of God. Yes, falling down under the power of God. Well, brother, why do they fall down? Well, I don't know. They can't stand up anymore. Simple as that. It's not hard. They fell down. And when God touches you. You're probably going to fall down, bro. You're going to fall. You're going to get touched. A great man of God said this. He said, He said. the Lord told him this. He said, get my people under the anointing and they'll change. When you get under the anointing of God, when you get under the spout where the glory comes out, your life, people will look at you, they'll have to the scratch of their head and be like, what in the world happened to you, man? And that's what happened to me. I got under the spout where the glory came out, where the power of God was manifested in my midst. I went to an on-fire Bible college church that believed in the power of the Holy Ghost, that believed in signs, wonders, and miracles, that believed in God blessing you and setting you free from everything that you may find yourself in. And I went to a Bible college that believed in raising up end-time revivalists for the 21st century. And I can tell you today, and if it wasn't for that school i wouldn't be where i'm at today i wouldn't have this this fire in my spirit to to preach the gospel i wouldn't have this fire in my spirit to you know not really care about the opinions of others but just go for it and and do what the spirit of god tells me to do because the most the, the thing is with most people most ministers behind pulpits today is they're worried about the opinions of the people sitting in the pews well, you know, if we let the Holy Spirit move, then what are the people going to think? And we're going to lose our tithes and we're going to lose our offerings. But listen, it doesn't matter about any of that. All that matters is what heaven thinks. All that, all that matters is what God thinks. And when God starts moving, people are going to start getting changed. You're going to see people get set free. You're going to see people get delivered. And that's what I live for. And that's what the church is all about. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to deliver you. Jesus came to save you. Jesus came to prosper you. Thank you Jesus. That's what he came to do. Is set the captive free. Amen. So get yourself in a good church that believes in the Holy Spirit and not this seeker sensitive, let's just water everything down. No, we're not going to water it down. No. No. Jesus didn't water anything down. Read the read the read the gospels. What about in the book of Acts? And here's something I see, I hear a comment all the time, and I'm I'm gonna be, I'm wrapping this thing up. But this is what I hear a lot. Well, brother, we need everything to be done and decently in order. Okay, well, you read uh, that's in First Corinthians fourteen. You read that, and yes, we do need the, the we need to have things in, done and done decently in order. But what he's talking about is the gift of tongues and interpretation. And in during that time, the Corinthian church, they would have someone get up and speak. In their prayer language, they get up and just start praying in tongues and not preach. And Paul's thing, he goes in there and he's like, here, let me just go there real quick. So, because people say this all the time, you need to have everything done decently in order. Okay, well, we'll go there. So, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says here, But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak other by revelation or by knowledge, by prophesying or by teaching? Even things without life, with a flute, harp, when they make a sound, unless they have a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound and will prepare for battle. So likewise, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will just be speaking in the air. Let me go down to verse 12. Excuse me. Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts... Let it be for the edification of the church that you may seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Um, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with my understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? Then Paul says, "I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I'd rather you speak five words in my understanding than I may teach others also than ten thousand words in tongues." What is he talking about? He's talking about people that would get up in this Corinthian church. They would just start. Pre- they would just start, you know, talking in tongues, and then everybody started talking in tongues, and then it was like, "What the heck's going on in here? Nobody's getting a word. Nobody's preaching. There's nothing being being done in order." nothing's being done in order. And there's, uh, let me just say this, the, the, this your your prayer language is, a, is different than the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is different. There's a gift of the spirit called the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation. And then there's your prayer language. Well, these people were just in their prayer language praying the whole time and nobody understood what the heck was going on. That's why, and uh the it says in verse 23 here therefore if the whole church comes together in one place and we all speak with tongues there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers will they not say that you're out of your mind but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or uninformed person comes in he is convinced by all he is convinced he is convicted by all so yeah you when you walk into a church everybody's praying in tongues and they, you don't understand what they're saying and an unbeliever walks in. They're going to be like, what the heck's going on in here? That's why Paul's saying, listen, let all things be done decently in order. If someone's got a, a message in tongues, give it and then let the interpretator interpret what the tongue is saying. But your prayer language is different than your tongues. So where am I going with this? I'm saying get out of the way. That's my title. Get out of the way. And in the book of Acts chapter 2. The Bible says this, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared on them dividing tongues as a fire that sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then. In verse 12, it said, They were all perplexed, amazed, saying what one could, another, What could this mean? Others mocking, saying, They are full of new wine. But Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you day, to this day that heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's the third hour today. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So what is he saying? He's saying this, when the power of God is manifested in your midst, when God starts showing up in your midst and there's an outpouring of the Spirit, Notice how Peter didn't get up and say, hold on a minute, guys, the power of God's fallen in here, but we need to keep everything decently in order. You need to give an interpretation for that tongue. You need to give an explanation of why you're weeping. You need to give an explanation why you're crying. No, he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days." saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It's time for us to get out of the way and let the Holy Ghost do what he wants to do in the church, because when you let the Holy Ghost do what he wants to do, live, are going to be changed. People are going to be saved. People are going to be delivered. Demons are going to come out of people and set them free. God is going to move in our midst and be a a just a totally a different atmosphere in our lives, because that's what we need. We need the anointing to come and change our atmosphere. We need the anointing to come and change our marriages. We need the anointing to come and change our businesses. We need the anointing to come and change our lives from day to day, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. When the anointing comes everything changes. And that's what the church has missed. We want to preach a nice little three-point sermon. People can say a couple amens, two worship songs, pass the offering plate, and goodbye. We'll see you next week. That's not going to cut it. People's lives are at stake. We've got to preach the uncompromising word of God, regardless of of, of popular opinion. Regardless of what people say, it's not about what people say. It's about what heaven thinks. It's about what heaven has. It's about what Jesus thinks. It's about what the Holy Spirit wants. We got to move out of the way and let him do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. I'm talking to a group of people on on this audience right now that are for this. They're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm sick and tired of religion and tradition. I'm sick and tired of going to church, leaving the same way I came. How boring. Why would you want to go to a church where you leave the same way you came and you're so bored you just sit there and you're just, you don't get nothing out of it. You know, it's like we can go to all these sporting events and get super excited for our team. But the moment we step into church, it's like we put on this face like, you know, God forbid if I say amen and get excited about Jesus who actually died for me. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't die for you. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts didn't die for you. Uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, which I'm a great fan of, they didn't die for me. I love them. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll root for them. And listen, I get excited. So if they score a touchdown, I'll get excited. But I'm not going to get more excited about Notre Dame scoring a touchdown than my Jesus setting me free and saving me and delivering me and healing me and all the things He's done for me. No way. No. Move out of the way. Let him do what he wants to do in your life. Let him come in and change you. Let him come in. For too long, we've just told Holy Spirit, listen, we don't, we don't want you anymore. We, you know what, we've moved on that. We've moved past that. Listen, if you're an assembly of God, and and you have you read the sixteen fundamental truths. Hello, is anybody out there? If you read them. Do you know what you believe? You believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You believe it. You believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And let me say this you believe in divine healing too. Did you happen to miss that? Listen, I love you, but part of preaching is rebuking. Part of preaching is not just exhortation and and and, and um it's it's about rebuking too. And I love you. But we got to get back to the ABCs, man. It's from the cross to Pentecost. It's the cross to Pentecost. And everybody needs their own Pentecostal experience. Everybody needs their own Pentecostal experience. Because when you do, the devil will try and come and, and talk you out of it. But when you have your own Pentecostal experience, there's not a devil in hell that can tell you God ain't real. There's not a devil in hell that can talk you out of this gospel. There's not one. There's no person, when you get the fire of God in your spirit and God comes and touches you when the Holy Spirit's allowed to move in the atmosphere of your church, when you get that touch, it's over, man. The devil is in trouble, and that's why he's tried to strip the power out of the church. And it's a shame. But I'm listening to a group of people that says, enough is enough. Devil, I'm done with the things you've done to my church. I'm done with the things that you try to do in my life. I'm done with it. It's time to get on with God and get hungry and thirsty. Jesus said, blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And you'll be filled if you get hungry. There's two ingredients to personal revival or personal Pentecost. One of them is hunger and the other one is thirst. There's two ingredients to your personal Pentecost. One of them is hunger and thirst. You get hungry and thirsty for God. He said, Jesus said, he promised that you'll be filled. Blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me take a drink real quick. Got this sparkling water, strawberry. Such a good little drink there. Thank you, Lord. So we need to get out of the way, folks. It's time to move out of the way. It's time to let the Holy Ghost do what he wants to do. And I believe that God is raising up a generation of young people. God is raising up a generation of young people that are not going to compromise their faith. That when the devil tries to tempt them, go here, do this, do this, come on, try this. Nope. God's raising up an on fire generation of believers going to march through the land and they're going to preach the gospel. They're going to be uncompromising in their faith. They're not going to waver. They're not going to toil. They're not going to look to the left or to the right, but they're going to be on fire for God, regardless of religious opinion, regardless of the the opinions of the naysayers and the gainsayers and and whatever, regardless of the wet blankets to try to put your fire out. I believe I'm talking to a generation of young people that are going to be on fire for God, on fire for God. And it's time the church gets on fire for God. On fire. Because I'm telling you right now that this religiosity I'm talking about never would have set me free. This religiosity, this three hymns, three hers, let me just nice little message and then go home. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the path I was down, it never would have set me free. I would be right now today. Probably taking a shot of Jack Daniels and smoking a big old joint. I'm telling you the truth. If it wasn't for the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I would not be where I'm at today. The anointing of God broke off all the chains on my life. And that's why I'm so bold and so passionate and so excited for Jesus. So listen, I believe I'm talking to a generation of people that are going to say enough is enough. I'm getting hungry for God. I don't care about what people say because you're going to come up against people that don't like you. And that's okay. I love everybody. But if you don't like me, that's cool. That's okay. You don't have to. But I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And I'm telling you that if you get hungry for God, he'll come and touch you and he'll change your life. I'm trying to bless you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to bless you. God wants to bless you. What must he do to bless you? Lord, have mercy. Just let him bless you. Let him bless you with touching you with his power and changing your life and turning your marriage around and getting you off drugs and alcohol and giving you peace when you lay down at night and breaking that depression off your life. What, what must God do to bless you? Lord, have mercy. Let him bless you. All right. <clears throat> let me pray for you, and I'm going to get off here. But I believe this is spoken to people's spirits today. I believe that some people listening to me today are like, you know what, Chris, you're right. It's time to get out of the way and let Holy Spirit do what he wants to. And it starts with you. It starts with you getting out of the way and just saying, Lord, I'm done with this. Come and do what you want to do. Burn out everything on the inside of me that is not of you and just come and do a work in me. And I promise you he will. So Father, I just thank you right now for every listener today. God, I pray this is spoken to their spirit man. There's spirit, man, that's crying out for more, that's crying out for the the deeper things of God. Your word said, deep cries unto deep, the deeper things of the spirit of God. And I pray that you're raising up a generation of young people that are on fire. You're raising up a generation of people that will not compromise. You're raising up a generation of people that say, hell or high water, I'm going to serve Jesus Christ regardless of the opinions of other people. And I thank you, Lord, that every person listening to me will have a personal Pentecost, that they will have a flame for their name. And Lord, that on the day of Pentecost, that Lord, every, every person had a flame on top of their head. And I pray that every person listening to me gets their own Pentecostal experience and that they will never be the same again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, listen, I want you to share this with a friend. Give me some feedback. Message me on Facebook. If you got my number, say, hey, listen, great job, whatever. Or if you don't like it, you can tell me that too. Don't really care. I love you so much. Thank you for listening today, taking the time out of your week to listen to this skinny preacher from Indiana bring you a word today. Love you so much. Have a good day. Bye-bye.